All right, have you ever heard of the phrase, you're going to love this, have you ever heard of the phrase, lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. When you hear that, what do you think of? The Wizard of Oz. LSU, you did hear tigers in there, didn't you? I was confident that tigers would win Saturday, I just wasn't sure which ones. You'll get that in a minute. Lions, tigers, and bears. Wizard of Oz. Why, why did they say that? Come on now. Were they being confronted with different things? As they were going to where? Going to the city of Oz. That's right. And they were having all these different things. And so, you know, it was a nice little song. Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, as they skipped along the yellow brick road. Well, I've got another phrase for you this morning. I'm sure you haven't heard of this one. Famines, flocks, and fights, oh my. Famines, flocks, and fights, oh my. You know, in life, there's a lot of different circumstances that come along. In life, we, can, we realize that sometimes life is very difficult. Sometimes the enemy comes like a flood, but then it's time to prove our faith and live our song that God has put into our lives. As you know, we have been studying the book of Genesis. Last week, we began the study on Abraham. And we talked about in the life of Abraham that our God is the God of second chances and third and fourth. That our God makes it possible for us to have that chance to come back and to, to, to unite with him. Once there was a lady who went into her pastor's office and said, Pastor, I don't understand something. She said, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I know that I did that. But I'm having a problem because I'm still having difficulties in my life. I thought if I got saved, I would no longer have difficulties in my life. Now you think about it. The majority of us who have gotten saved or have allowed Jesus Christ to come into our life and do a mighty work, does that mean automatically that we no longer have problems? No. No, right, Kathy? No. There are difficulties. There are problems. So does that mean salvation doesn't work? No. We're saved. But in our Christian life, what do we have to do? In our Christian life, we still have difficulties. But what we must learn is to have a faith that only God can provide and give us that faith we need, and we strive to live by faith. Now, if God was going to give us a test this morning, let's say God's going to give us a faith test this morning. How do you think he would do? You ever thought of that? How do you think he would do on a faith test this morning? Well, Abraham, think with me about him this morning. Abraham was asked to leave his home country. He was asked to leave everything that was familiar to him and to go into a new land that he had never been to 
That's like some of you leaving LaBelle and going to Felda. I mean, you know, go to a place you've never been to. Okay. Go into a place you've never been to and saying, what do I do now? Do, what, how, do I get, how do I get by? Well, who brought him there? God brought him there. And so he was depending upon God, depending upon God as he lived in this new territory. Now, first thing that happened is he was living in a new land. He'd never lived there before. Guess what happened? A famine hit the land that he was in. Now, you go back and study Abraham. He had never experienced a famine before in his life. And now he was experiencing something he had never experienced before in his life. He was in a new territory, a new land, didn't know the people around him. And now God was giving him test number one. Abraham, are you going to have faith in me? To help you during this famine? Or are you going to do what you think is best? Now, let's relate that. Have any of you ever experienced a famine? Probably not. Have you ever experienced a hurricane? Yes. Is there anybody here that maybe just recently experienced your first hurricane ever? Okay, one, and if we were to ask two, and if we were to ask some of our St. Matt's guys a couple a year ago, some of them had never experienced a hurricane. If you've never experienced a hurricane and you listen to the news, oh, that's just going to warm the cockles of your heart. Telling that this is going to end your life and that you need to evacuate and you need to do this and do this and do this. And I know there's a reason for all that, but that's another story. But you've never experienced one before. So you've got questions. You're ready to leave a week before the storm even gets here. Because you've been hearing all this. I understand that. Well, to experience a famine, what do you think we would do if LaBelle experienced a famine? We would have a lot of thoughts. We would have a lot of things going on. But would we live by faith saying God's going to provide and so this morning, turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Go down to verse 10. Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. Then there was a famine in the land. So Abraham went down to Egypt to stay there for a while because the famine in the land was severe. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife, Sarah, Look, I know what a beautiful woman you are. And when the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. They will kill me, but let you live. Please say, You're my sister, so it will go well for me because of you. And my life will be spared on your account. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. Pharaoh's officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh, and so the woman was taken to Pharaoh's household. He treated Abram, I'm sorry, he treated Abram well because of her, and Abram acquired flocks and herds and male and female donkeys and male and female slaves and camels. But the Lord struck Pharaoh 
and his household with severe plagues because of Abram's wife, Sarah. So, so, so Pharaoh sent for Abram and said, what have you done to me? Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she's my sister so that I took her as my wife? Now, here is your wife. Take her and go. Then Pharaoh gave his men orders about him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. In life, there are circumstances, right? Just like in the Wizard of Oz, there were lions, tigers, and bears. Things that were, they were confronting as they were trying to get to the city of Oz. Well, in our life, there are famines and flocks and fights sometimes. For Abraham, the first circumstance that he came encounter was the famine. Now, remember a couple things with me. Number one, where was Abram when the famine struck? He was where God brought him. He was in the land that God had designated for him. Let me tell you something. If you are where God wants you and circumstances take place, rest in the fact you're where God wants you. Abram was where God wants. But the famine shook him. The famine was something he never experienced before. In life, there are things that we encounter that we've never experienced before. And do we go into human mode or do we go into God mode? Abram, instead of consulting God, he went directly into, I'll take care of this. Now, there are some great references here. God had moved Abram to the land that he was going to give him. Egypt was not part of that. Egypt was like going into bondage. Egypt was like going into the past. Where did Abraham go? He went to where he thought it would be okay. And he went into bondage. He went into, into an area that, that God did not intend for him to be in. And then as Abraham went there, he started scheming and saying, Look, you're going to have to be, tell them you're my sister because if they see you and they know that, I, that you're my wife, they're going to kill me and keep you. So who was Abraham looking out for? For himself. He was looking out for himself. You see, through this, one of the first circumstances that Abraham has is a famine. Now, we haven't had famines, but we've had other things, haven't we? When that cancer hits at the door, what are we going to do? Are we going to go into our mode or are we going to go into God's mode? Are we going to have the faith that God wants us to have? And again, God had placed Abraham where he wanted him. If God has placed us somewhere, and we know that, then let's have the faith, test number one, let's have the faith that God is going to provide. And so we find the circumstances were changing here. Now, in this is some interesting things as you read that passage of Scripture. Pharaoh, thinking, hey, I'm going to get a new wife out of this, started giving Abram, Abraham all these possessions, you know, uh, donkeys and camels and slaves. And so Abraham became richer. Now, you think, well, man, that's not too bad. You know, he messed up in the first test, but he got all these things. Well, you know what? 
All those things is going to cost him here in just a minute. Have you ever got things sometimes and you wish, man, I wish I hadn't gotten into that? Well, guess what happened to Abraham? When God saw what Abraham was doing, God reached down to Pharaoh and just gave Pharaoh fits. Now, isn't that something about our God? See, God had chosen Abraham, and then Abraham had kind of gone AWOL, but God said, I'm not letting you go. And God, the big, the big G God, got a hold of the little G God, Pharaoh, and there was no contest. Now, just think with me. Isn't that true every time? When the big G God takes on a lot of these little gods that this world has put in place, they're no match for the almighty Jehovah God. Guys, that hadn't changed. That's still true. And so, big God got a hold of Pharaoh and put him in his place. And Pharaoh said, get these people out of here. Abraham, Sarah, you've done me wrong. Get out of here. But they also left with all those provisions. So now we've got Abraham, Lot, and all of these provisions. They'd become richer. You said, well... Things are going good for them. Well, not exactly. What happened next? Well, in the stories you read on there, in, in Genesis chapter 12, as you read on there, they had more flocks, they had more animals, they had, and it demanded more. But they were getting, Lot's people and Abraham's people were getting in each other's way. In other words, there was grumbling. <laughs> It must have been Baptist. They, 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 they began grumbling, and, 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 and in that grumbling, Abraham turned to Lot. He said, Lot, we, we, we just can't do this. We, we, just, we, we, we need to do what is right. Now, Lot was thinking again, well, I want what's right, but I want to take care of number one. And again, these fights brought out. And, 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 and you see, again, Abraham also almost missed it again. But when the fights came, Abraham turned to Lot and he said, Lot, God has shown me something. You know what? I don't always have to be right. And now I feel God is telling me to be the peacemaker. He said, Lot, you choose the direction you want to go, and if you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. It doesn't matter. If you want to go down and take this cho choice piece of land, take it. I'll go the other way. Now, you know, he was said, oh, that sounds good. You know, that's... But you see, another thing, Lot really loved Egypt. He loved everything he saw. Oh, it got a hold of him. And so when he chose the land, part of that... What's well, some of that milk and honey stuff? You know, I mean, really good. And, and, and Lot said, man, I'm going to have it made. I, I'm going to have the good. And he took it. And Abraham's, Abraham said, fine, Lot. You take your herd. You take your people. You take your, and you go that way. And I'll go the opposite. Well, you know where Abraham went? He continued to go where God was leading him. Now, here's the interesting thing. Things. Things. Others, 
How many times does the Bible tell us to put others before ourselves? Numerous. Numerous. And here Abraham was saying, okay, I'm going to be the peacemaker. I'm not going to be the troublemaker. He said, whatever you decide, you go that way, I'll go this way. But when Abraham went his way, note some things. And you can read this in chapters 12 and 13. When Abraham went his way and took his tents and took his animals and took all those things, he took the altar of the Lord that he had built previously and he took it with him. He had learned that if he was going to go, he was going to go with God and stop along the way. And there's another interesting thing about Abraham. He didn't just meet God once a month for worship. He would just feel the presence of God. He'd stop and give up an offering and worship God. He'd go a little bit further and stop again. I know some of us would say, well, you're not going to get there in a hurry doing that, Abraham. But Abraham didn't matter. He wanted to worship his God. When Lot left... When Lot left, took his tent, took his animals, took everything, he didn't take God with him at all. And guys, I wonder sometimes in our lives, when we try to go our different directions and we pack up everything, have we forgot the most important thing? And that's God. Have we packed up all those things and, and then we, we, we didn't pack God in the sense, I, I know you can't physically, but, but you know what I mean, of worshiping him. And so we find that Abraham gave thanks to God, and he gave thanks to God often. You see, even though there were these trials, even though there were famines, and even though the flocks were too big, and even though the fights were starting, Abraham uh-uh. You go that way, Lot, I'll go this way. And Abraham chose God. And Abraham learned. Another reason he stopped often to worship God because Abraham also realized that if you ask God, God's going to provide and God's going to show you the way. You know, a lot of times we're so busy trying to get to X, to B, to A, to what, and we forget to ask God to lead us, to show us what we need to do. God is someone we can trust. We need to look to him. We need to put our faith in God and determine how much of a blessing we will enjoy. Now, here's another interesting thing about Abraham to me. And maybe I didn't illustrate it right. But in the famines and the flocks and the fights, in the famines he failed. In the flocks he almost failed again. But in the fights he said, no, I'm going to do what God says. Now, he took three tests. Failed to. I don't know in today's schooling if he had got a passing grade. Probably not, right? Failed two tests, passed one. It has been tight. But you know what? I'm not telling you. You say, well, Brother Frank says I can fail two as long as I get one. I didn't say that. But what I am saying, I'm grateful that even when things are not, you know, God looks down and he saw Abraham. He said, okay, Abraham, we got a lot to work on. Might have to do a little remedial work here, but you showed faith in me and I will not give up on you. Let me tell you something. You put your faith in God, God will never give up on you. You might bring him through the ringer, but let me tell you something. He won't let go. You might let go, but he ain't letting go. 
Have faith in God. And this morning we see that, are there going to be circumstances like famines and flocks and fights? Or let's put it, is it going to be, can't pay the rent, job is awful, family situation is unbearable. It might not be those three things, but those circumstances, what are you going to do? Are you going to pray and trust in God? Or are you just going to give up and say, well, I'm going to try to do my best? Well, you know what? Your best can even be better if we trust in God to lead us. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that we would see that in life there will be all, always be circumstances. So, Lord, maybe we just stop, get on our knees, and pray to you, and say, Lord, I need you to walk with me. And Lord, I'm going to walk by faith. I don't know what's going to happen next. But Lord, provide as I learn to walk by faith. Lord, I ask this in your son's name. Amen. You know, as we continue to study about Abraham, does God now say, okay, Abraham, I'm not going to test you anymore. You got it. He continues to test Abraham. You say, but why? So that Abraham would get stronger in his faith. I pray that we would strive to be stronger in our faith. Let's stand as we sing.